you're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, and in these episodes, you'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome, go-to-market leaders. Have you heard about Inbound coming up again in 2021? There are over 70,000 global attendees that's going to come in for marketing, sales, and customer success. Should be fun. If you don't know Inbound, Inbound is hosted with love by HubSpot, and I'm again partnering up with them this year to share the love across the board. So if you want to grab your ticket, you are in the right in place. I have a code for you. It's called Future CMO. You get 15% off and you can register for uh, the LinkedIn conference. Again, the show notes, you'll have all the details. Go to inbound.com, register, use the code Future CMO. It is one of the best events that happen on the planet. Boom. Sangram here. It's showtime. Look at this. Uh, we are starting our Wednesday with something that I think everybody knows they're trying to do, and it sucks, which is virtual events. Like, it really, really sucks. I'll, I'll just go out and say that. Like, I, I'm doing almost one a week, and sometimes they're good, sometimes they're okay, sometimes they literally suck. And I tell the organizers later, like, all right, guys, like, let's just, let's just try to make sure that we're excited, motivated, try some new things. Like, don't, don't have to, to zoom in. So today, as you all know, we're going to have my good friend, Courtney. She is at Inbound. It's a massive event, folks. Like, I, I, I had the privilege of speaking at it a couple of uh, years in a row, and, and I got a backstage view of what's going on. So I'm going to have Courtney talk more about what the event is. So it's going to be fantastic. So as you join in, just let me know where you're from, uh, what's going on on your side. And then we're going to have my buddy Justin next Monday. We just built an entire new website. And I know right now everybody's thinking like, wait, what? Website? That's what you're building? Yes, a new brand website. So we're going to talk about like why and how and all the things that come with that. And then I mean, every Monday and Wednesday, there's something coming up. Then I have a good friend of mine, Susan. I think they're all good friends. Somehow, everybody is a great friend uh, because of the pandemic. I think we all are getting closer to some people. And she's doing some really cool things in marketing for freelancers. So all in all, we're going to have a lot of blast. So as a customary to everybody who's listening and watching this thing, we know we always play the walk-up music of the person who comes in. So here you go. Uh, people gotta tell me what song it is. As Courtney jumps in over here, Courtney, hey everyone, it's my song. It's Dolly. I was just saying, it's a classic, but it always gets me in a good mood, especially on a Wednesday. Uh, tell me about it, right? Like Wednesday night, and you don't have a whole lot to do anyway. I don't know what to do all day anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing going on right now. You know, it's just really an easy summer. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I know there's a lot going on on your side. So I'm super grateful that you took the time. And I got to tell you, as I said earlier, I think what you guys are doing on the back end of this thing, and I got a like, little bit of a glimpse of it. I was like, oh my gosh, people need to learn, listen, and hear what you're doing and what your organization is doing because it will blow people's minds. So uh, before you jump in, uh, with the details, we're going to talk about what the process, what was, what keeps you up at night around these events that you're going through. We're going to talk about 
What are the new things, some of the things that you're trying and testing? And, and how did those ideas come about so people can have some of those inspirational things? We'll talk about some of the hard decisions that you have to make and others have to make as we talk about virtual events, uh, pulling them together. So with that, Courtney, I want you to share a little bit about yourself, but also about the event. Like, what is Inbound all about? How many people do you expect? What's the history behind that? So people get a feel of how big and massive things we're talking about. Oh, definitely. Well, first of all, I'm so excited to be here. And, you know, I've been watching these from afar as well. And I've been loving everything you've been doing over the past couple of months. So it's an honor to be on the show. And yes, so as you said, we've actually known each other now for almost three years through Inbound. And I've been on the Inbound team. uh, It'll be three years in November, working on all of our different content. So if you're not familiar with Inbound, or if you haven't been before, um, inbound is a massive um, event that happens in Boston every year or normally happens in Boston every yeah. year that caters to marketing sales and customer success professionals, along with a lot of other people who are just business professionals looking to grow and learn and meet new people. So, you know, you and I met back, uh, I, yeah, back a couple years ago and you've been speaking. And really, my role is that I'm in charge of all of our different educational content. So that's kind of morphed and grown since I've been in this role and sort since inbound has grown because you know the event itself I believe has been around for I think next year will be 10 years. So we've been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. we've been around for a while and um, you know it's really grown exponentially especially in the past couple of years. We are as some of you may know if you're familiar with the event, we were planning on having our in-person event in Boston in August uh, and we were anticipating about 27,000 people to join us. Uh, you know, due to the events of the past couple of months, we've had to pivot as so many other events have. So we are now an online event experience that will be happening September 22nd and 23rd. And anybody can join because it's happening online, which is really exciting. And uh, for attendance wise, we're, we're anticipating based off of how great um, uh, past sales have been going and, and registrations that we're probably looking at at least that same 27,000 number, um, if not much greater. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everywhere I'm hearing, right? I mean, they, the numbers are probably going to go a lot higher. And I, I really want people to recognize, and, and you could already see there are people like, here you go. I'm going to put some of these comments right here. Laurie Richardson, like, man, who doesn't know Laurie? Laurie loves Inbound. She's spoken at Inbound and, and you know, to like, yeah, like for six years or so. It's fantastic. Uh, you hear, you know, from a lot of folks, there are people from Toronto coming in. Robert, here you go, Inbound Rock. So there's already people <laughs> coming in and talking about like how great Inbound is. So Inbound is not a secret to anybody coming in over here, right? And what's interesting and exciting about it is that in the notes over here, I think Courtney hooked all of us up with, if you want to go and attend, there's a $49 ticket if you can get. I don't know if there's any lower than that because I think I can, I couldn't believe it. I said, what? Like that is a crazy that is amount. Of <laughs> yeah. So if you yeah. are looked at it, go check it out. The link is right there. Um, and I'll put it in the comments so you can reach out to me later on if you want. So Courtney, walk me through, go back if you will. The day you guys decided, like, all right, we we can do a physical event. Right. You have 27,000 people, like physical people. These are not like, oh, maybe there are views. No, no. These are 27,000 living bodies that come to this particular event. What was the conversation like? How did the decision of, like, virtual event? And then, then we'll get into, like, what new things you're trying. But just walk us through, like, what was that moment like? Definitely. So it was, 
I'm not gonna lie, it was very, it was very sad, I would say for all of us. And I, I don't know if everyone knows this, but Inbound is hosted by HubSpot. And because of that, you know, HubSpot's based in Cambridge and Massachusetts. So we host our event in Boston. And if you're from Boston, you would maybe know this, but if you're not, um, the convention center where we host Inbound every year was actually turned into a field hospital for COVID-19 patients. Wow. So that that was sort of a really, you know, that that was a lot to take in. And, you know, the big thing just with our leadership, which they were great about the whole time, is that we wanted to have Inbound in person, but we got to that point where we realized it just wasn't safe. And at the end of the day, we're all about providing an amazing experience for attendees, but also a safe one and in, in everything. And and we just couldn't we just couldn't do it. And it wasn't something that was going to work this year. And I would say, yeah, the biggest emotion was sadness at first. I mean, I there was a lot of really interesting, I think, articles about mourning events and kind of mourning what life could have been, which sounds maybe overly dramatic. But I think there's something to that, you know, for people who weren't able to get married this year or weren't able to graduate in the way that they thought they were going to and all of that. It, for me and for, I think, this, the inbound team and probably a lot of our attendees and speakers, it was sort of acknowledging that this we're not going to be able to have this event in person. It's just not going to be safe. So yeah. let's take a moment and take a beat to sort of appreciate the fact that I think it was going to be a really great in-person event. But now, you know, let's take that moment and process that and be sad about it. But then, you know, when we have time, let's focus on the future and let's focus on putting something together that's entirely new and yeah. exciting. And it's cool in its own right. And that's sort of, that was, I think, sort of like the headspace we all went through that I'm sure, you know, you've probably been going through with different things and other event professionals probably feel the same way as well. Yeah, I know. Uh, when this this conversation started to happen, like, all right, we are not going to do a lot of the physical events. Like Flip My Funnel, for example, uh, right. we did road shows. We did like the event grew to like and in our own like small little space is like about 1,500, 2,000 people coming in. And it's been really heartbreaking, uh, as, as you said. Yeah. But then I think what's interesting is, and this is the part that I want you to share with everybody, is that walk us through the process of reimagining, rebooting this thing. Because when I was sitting with, and also share how many speakers are there and, and, and kind of just give them, give people like how many sessions you do, because I think that's, that's really inspiring and interesting to think about. The walk us through that process of, all right, we went through this morning thing. We need to pick ourselves up. We got to reimagine this thing. You could have done what most companies are doing. Like, all right, we're going to do this, this event and a bunch of people are going to go and do their pitches and stuff like that. But you and the team thought about this differently. Walk us through that process. Definitely. Thinking about it, we thought about it really differently. So once we realized we had to go online, we, you know, we went back and forth because you saw a lot of people, I think, especially earlier in the year in the event space who just took what they were doing in person and put it online. And yeah. that is not at all a knock to that. I think a lot of that was, it was brand new. People were reacting to kind of the very, very current ongoing crisis. And we had a little bit of an advantage in the sense that we got to see what other people were doing before us. And once we yeah. made the decision to go online, we then went back to the drawing board. So I kind of consider this like inbound, I don't know, 1.1 1 .1 or something where the entire event had to be reimagined. And it was, a whole process because this is my entire job. I work on inbound all year long, along with about 20 or so other people. And we had had months and months of planning, but all of a sudden we had to sit down back in a room, rethink what we were doing and come together as a team to brainstorm what this online event could be. 
something that was really clear to us and uh, on the content side from the beginning was that we couldn't do what we were going to do in person, you know, mm-hmm. inbound in person, that's a four day event. You know, a big question, it sounds, it, it might sound small, but a big question that we went back and forth around a lot was, do we stick with four days or do we shorten the event? And we decided after consulting that we needed to go with a shorter event. We had to go with two days just because we didn't really think we were going to get the same audience viewership if we did the four days. And that's a lot. That's asking a lot from people, especially sitting at a computer. Um, So, you know, we have uh, over 230 speakers who participate in Inbound, uh, both combination of like the breakout educational, which I focus on, and also our celebrity spotlights. And we then had to make the decision, okay, what are we doing with everyone? What is the goals of this online event? And I think that's really important for anyone, just events in general, but especially if you're making that transition from going to an in-person to an online event, is what am I trying to do here? And you know, something that was still key to us, that is key to the brand, is that we're trying to provide that educational experience, but also connect people. That networking piece is really important. I know that you yourself have a couple stories of how networking inbound has benefited you and the company. So it's, you know, it's important to get that right. Um, and then we had to think through, you know, are we still able to work with all of our speakers? And that was something that I was really passionate about where I said, you know, I want to make an offer to every single person who we accepted to speak at inbound in person, because I think that everyone still has something really valid to share. I think we can work together to co-create something new and exciting for the online event. And, you know, I also understood, you know, so as you know, kind of behind the scenes on all of this is what I did with, um, you know, my, my team, the inbound content team is that we went through and we realized that our approach needed to change. The event was going to be shorter. It was going to be online. What are other examples of sort of kind of similarly run things in the world that we could model ourselves after? And what we ended up coming up with was what we call now kind of our segment approach. So instead of thinking about sessions where, you know, you're, you're at a physical in-person event and you have to deal with the realities of sessions have to be the exact same length and time and people have to move around an enormous convention campus and get around, uh, a key thing for us was like, you know what, we don't have those restrictions anymore. People are at their computers in their homes. They don't have to run to get to that next session. So why don't we approach this like a morning show or some sort of like popular segment-based TV show? So, you know, our VP, Kim Darling, is really great about pushing us. And she said, you know, I want everyone to think about this, that, you know, you're now segment producers in a way. So, yes, we're content producers, but are also thinking in terms of segments. And so we sat down and we said, okay, if we were creating, you know, a two-day show that you were tuning into and you were dropping in and out, what is the type of content and what are the for- what's the format of that content that would really pop online that people would be excited by? So we ended up coming up with about 15 or so different like segments, as we call them, that yeah. we then have built out across all of our different content tracks. And you know, the process there was it, it was a mix of just content that we thought would be really interesting and educational, but also, like I said, content that would really push more kind of networking-based connections. Um, so for example, you know, we have some stuff that's a little bit more traditional where we're calling it, you know, our, our focused educational session. So you'd be getting 30 minutes of like a really core um, educational pre-recorded video that's focused on a specific topic. But then you have a live Q&A with the speaker during the event. So that, that mix of the two elements. 
But then we're also doing um, inbound debates where we're actually having speakers who are live debating on specific topics where attendees can actually tune in and sort of comment and say who they think is, right. is winning in that sense. Um, you know, we, we also, and this is something that you and I have worked on together, we've doubled down on our audio first approach to content. It's something that in my role, I've grown um, our podcast studio where you've recorded a couple of um, episodes of your show every year at Inbound. And this year, I said, you know what? Audio content is... Everyone knows this. It's important. But for this type of event where, you know, are people really going to sit at their desk and just focus on a computer for two days? Or what about if we provided content that people could play while they were cooking dinner or they could, you know, just start playing it and they could listen to it while they're having a cup of coffee and, you know, trying to think about that whole experience so that it's not just the same, the same thing all the time. So much there. So much. There's a lot to unpack. We can talk for days. And you have like touched the surface of it. So, so I want, I want to like just bring in a couple of thoughts in here as they're coming in. Like, you know, people are saying that the, the idea of segment producers I mean, that, that truly is brilliant. The idea of looking at what you produce is almost like, I think uh, people have been talking about this, think about yourself as a media company. And yep. in many ways, I think Inbound and HubSpot, I, I look at that, that you even introduced it saying, hey, not many people may not know this, that, that it is actually hosted by HubSpot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really interesting to think about because I think people know it. But they also, when they walk in, they don't feel like they're sold to and stuff like that. That's that's the approach that even we have taken with Terminus and Flip My Funnel, um, as you know. But I'm just going to go go uh, share a couple of thoughts that are coming in here. Audio okay. is you, like, you know, Colleen. Like, I mean, that's so true. Like the podcast that 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 you have and your organization has it is it, fantastic. So let me pick a, pick a couple of questions. Heyman here is asking, like, what is the hope for people to watch it live? If they know it's going to be on demand anyway, which is a really good question, um, and I'm sure you you all have thought about that, so I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, that's definitely a great question. So I should clarify that the mix of our live and on-demand content is deliberate in that we uh, kind of taking a step back, and you mentioned HubSpot as well, when we, part of the greater discussion when we decided to go online is that we weren't just going to go online as a fix we decided, you know what, we've talked about doing online content now for years, and this is the push we needed to do it and to do it right. So something that was really important from the HubSpot side and also from the you know, inbound side is that this is not a, a quick fix for the situation we're in. This is a strategic play that is going to be paying off for years to come for the inbound brand. And so part of this whole process as well is that we've actually been working to build our own proprietary online platform where we're hosting all of this content. So when yeah. some and so it's interesting because we very much want you to come to Inbound that September twenty second and twenty third and participate in all of our content and enjoy it. But there's a lot of content. So the intent here actually is that you would, if I were coming to Inbound, you would be coming to Inbound, and yes, you'd be you'd be watching some of our on demand content. But we actually have a lot of things that are running live only for those two days of Inbound. So mm-hmm. from a from a um, kind of more inquisitive learning-based experience, like if you know that you wanted to attend one of our Ask Me Anything sessions, those are live. So you would attend that because that's the only place you'd be able to actually ask that person that question in that setting. So I would say that I think that people are going to get in a way more out of this experience because you'll be able to come to the event. You'll be able to live network with everybody else who's attending the event. And you'll be able to participate in all of the live experiences that 
yes, will be recorded for on demand. But of course, if it's on demand, you're just watching it. You're not actually participating yourself. So I would say, and I know it's confusing for people because they're used to the in-person event. But I think if I were coming to Inbound, once the full agenda with all of our scheduling comes out of when all the live content is running, that will be coming out in the next week or so, I would probably look at that agenda, look through the schedule and make a decision on the content that I knew I wouldn't... The, the live pieces I knew I don't want to miss. And I would probably prioritize those and then participate definitely in the networking and then focus on supplementing with all of the other on-demand content but also with an eye to knowing like, okay, I want to come back to this and sort of bookmark it and plan for that. That's maybe something you dive into with your team the week after inbound and looking at it as like, wow, I have a whole year to sort of consume all of this content that's up there. I love that. Now share some of the speakers that you are going to have this year, um, like, you know, on the spotlight on, you know, you have like so many different types of speakers. And then that's something that I've always energized because even though I speak in my little thing, I go and attend so many of these sessions because they're truly inspiring. They're truly offbeat, uh, you know, from, from the, like the, you can go and go, go and go do that. But then there are all these other sessions that I think you so creatively as a team think about it. So I'll, I'll love to hear what are some of the topics and uh, se- segments that you're doing and speakers that you have. Definitely. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're very excited on the spotlight stage. So we have more announcements that should be coming out any day um, of our spotlight speakers. So I, I can't share them yet. I really want to because they're great. But I can talk about all you the can movement and we'll try to figure out what that is. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but so I guess I can say stay tuned and watch our inbound channels because there's really some exciting names to come. Um, but Something that, or a couple of people that are, are already confirmed that are on the agenda that I'm excited about is um, Jim McKelvey from Square. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but yeah. he, I, I actually watched an interview we did with him a couple of months ago now. He's just amazing with everything he's done. And he's going to bring a really interesting take on kind of this idea of capitalizing on the situation we're all in and using his own entrepreneurial experience, which has been remarkable to sort of share his mm-hmm. insights there. Um, you know, another person I'm really excited about is we actually have Alicia Garza, who's one of the co-founders of the Black Lives Matter movement, who's going to be speaking at Inbound. And, wow. you know, it's something that, you know, that was actually already in the works before a lot of conversations really restarted around the world. And something that if anybody who's familiar with Inbound would know this, um, we have really had a strong commitment since the origin of the brand to be a platform for voices and to really make sure we're showcasing underrepresented groups and social justice causes and things that matter. Because, you know, sometimes we get pushback from people who say, well, you know, inbounds a business event. And yes, it is, but it's a business event for people. And we believe really strongly, as does HubSpot, that we should be, you know, approaching business with like a human first approach. And we're looking at how, how are we moving through this world? And I know you feel the same way. How are we moving through this world in a way that yes, we are being excellent in our jobs and with our companies, but also just being, you know, participating in the world and being great people too. Yeah, I'm, I'm so much with you. I think one of the things that I think most people here know that I started to do LinkedIn Live purely because of that human-first approach. It's like we, we can be behind walls and, and have these conversations in closed areas all the time. We need to actually openly have these dialogues and conversation. And hey, what? Not everybody needs to agree with it, and that's okay, and that's actually good. It's it's fine to have debates. Like and that's one of the things that you are you actually are going to have some of the debate conversation in it. I yeah. thought that's brilliant. The fact yeah. that you, you know what there are two opinions on this thing, and both opinions have some 
value to some audience. So we're going to let you talk about it. So I'm, I'm curious if anybody wants to jump in and talk about what are the, some of the two events they want to see debated. Like, we'd love to see uh, what yeah. comes out. Um, we're still I'd love to I'd love to hear if there's anything um, in the comments I see because we're still working out some of the topics because I know that there's, you know, there's definitely going to be like some marketing focused topics and perhaps some sales as well. So I'm excited to see, you know, what what are people really passionate about right now with strong opinions? <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that. We'll probably bring that thing up. So just type in what debates you would like to see in marketing and sales that you think like, OK, those are two polarizing things or even just in general. So that'd be fun. One of the things I wanted to ask you is what are some of the hard decisions you made and your team made during this time where you really felt like, well, this is hard? Well, definitely for me, one of the hard decisions was it was not a hard decision to decide to move forward with all of our speakers and to make an offer. So as as you know, the way it worked is that we went through and with this segment approach, basically tried to reimagine how everyone and their content could fit in to sort of our new approach. And that was not hard for me. It was something like I said, I, it was really important me, to me to include everyone um, with this new online event. Yeah. The, um, the hard part was then, you know, having to work with people and knowing that some people just passed and said, you know what, I wish you the best of luck, but this is not what I want to take part in. And I, you know, I'm, it's just not lining up with, with what I'm working on right now. And I completely understand that. So that was just hard and more of just a, you know, you feel bad because people, people signed on to do something originally, and then we all had to pivot, but we were really big on the fact. And if anybody is joining us who, you know, who was speaking, but then decided that it wasn't the best fit for them, that is completely okay. And we very much had an open door policy, which there was no, no ill will on either side. We just wanted people to have the offer. And if it wasn't the right fit, that's okay. Um, The other thing that's been a hard it was not again a hard decision, but it's been much harder uh, in in actually doing it. <laughs> is mm-hmm. the getting all of the pre recorded content um, done and recorded? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. So uh, you know, it sounds like it sounds like people are familiar with inbound. Just looking at the comments, but we it's a massive event. You know, it's we're talking. I work with over two hundred and thirty. It'll probably be end up being right around two hundred and fifty speakers. Which you're like, oh, that doesn't sound like that much. Maybe it's a lot of people, and it, it's really it's like I remember. I'm emailing you like we're <laughs> remaining back, and that I multiply that with 200, 300, and I'm like, oh my god, does she well, sleep a lot? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's that in itself is tough because especially with um, you know something that has been it's been amazing because I love to work with speakers. I love to help people co-create something I love about you, Sangram, is that every time, you know, you, you check in and every time you actually apply to speak at Inbound, which I always, always appreciate is that you come with a new idea. You know, that's just something in general, if anybody has applied to speak in the past, or, you know, you're thinking about applying is that we are looking for fresh ideas. We're looking for experienced people like yourself. You're always pushing the limit, which I love. Like you and I just had a strategy call on Monday where, you know, what you're talking about at Inbound is something you've been working on right now. And you're sort of bringing a whole new approach, which I think is is great because I think there's a temptation there. And I also get it where people who are sort of more on the circuit kind of rest on content they've had for a while. Um, and I, I, again, I understand why, but at least from an inbound, inbound perspective, we really love when our speakers take risks and that they're, you know, willing to share something that they've been working on. And, and that's something that, you know, is just exciting and it's fresh and it's new. Um, 
But yeah, so the pre-recording has been tough. You know, it, to put it into you know real, real terms, we had to, we had to film remote film. Uh, we're having to film uh, 183 videos before July 31st. And we had pretty much three weeks to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, because something that is always really, you know, tough, I think, for people is that what am I doing all live content for this online event? Or am I doing all pre-recorded? Am I doing a mix like we're doing? Yeah. And neither is neither is easier, I would say. You kind of just have to decide when you want to suffer, which I know that sounds like. <laughs> oh <laughs> but my yeah. God, I'm going to write it down. You have to decide when you want to suffer. I know it sounds very real, but it's the idea of like right now in the past month has been as hectic as it has ever been and probably very comparable to the way it is right before the in-person event. But I anticipate that towards mid-August going into September, things will actually slow down for us because a lot of the work will already be done. Yeah. The difference is, yeah, if you're doing an online event, or rather a, a purely live event online, you have that stress immediately leading up to that event. And then a lot of stress during that event around like, is the feed going to stay? Is it working? Is it going to go down? Like there's all of, there's also a lot more, co- you know, there's, there's a lot to consider. So I, I can certainly talk to anybody for a long time around pre-recorded versus live and the mix there, but it, it's not as easy as everyone thinks is what I would say. Now, I love your comment. Like you have to decide what you're going to suffer. Uh, right. I mean, you spoke like in real events, court, like you know, somebody who's <laughs> an event knows exactly what you're talking about. All right, let's right. Read, read some of these comments. All right. Um, so JD Miller, here's the talking about people are overwhelmed with Zoom. This is real Zoom fatigue. Like I, I a lot of times take my calls. I just walk around the neighborhood and have those conversations. So I love the fact that you have audio experience because I think that's going to give people permission to get up, walk around, you know, do your coffee or lunch or whatever they need to do. So I think that's just just brilliant up there. Um, Lori uh, made another comment, like focus on why we still, the, the debate comes uh, that we asked, like, hey, put something out there for debates. I think one of them is why we still, Lori's point is like, why are we still have lack of more women in sales, especially in sales leadership and, and people of color. I don't know if that's a topic that, that you have in that. No, we don't currently have. I actually really like that, Lori. Thank you for submitting that. And I'll actually also, if I can pitch something for a second, is that uh, tomorrow, Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, we're actually having an inbound Instagram live interview that's being hosted with Brian Williams, if anybody's familiar with Brian. Mm-hmm. And he's actually talking specifically about this topic uh, around in his experience with being black in sales and facing bias in sales and basically addressing why there aren't more people of color in sales. So he's being interviewed by um, Mitchis Hankerson, who is a HubSpot sales manager. So it promises to be a really interesting conversation as well. So Lori, I, I agree with you. And if anybody's interested in that topic, definitely tune in to Brian and Mintis tomorrow. That's awesome. Well, Jim over here tells you, why don't you just host the first presidential debate and then we'll be done with that. That's, uh, that, that is a really tall order, but you know, inbound, anything is possible. Um, You're right. There. That's definitely a possibility, but I, I don't think that'll be happening at inbound this year, but who knows what will happen in the future. <laughs> that is good. And Amber, one of her, I love Amber. So there's Amber and Colleen who typically, they, they are some of the most amazing people who are, you know, who are on live, who are in a private group um, that I have with marketers where we distill some of these concepts down. And if anybody wants to access, just DM me. But she always comes up with takeaways. Like, and here, here's her takeaway. Make live events more exclusive with bonus content, which a quarter experience will not have. 
And I think you're making a mix of that. And, and mm-hmm. if, tell me if I heard this right. I think, I think it's almost a long-term play. Uh, what I'm hearing from you is that, hey, look, we're doing this, but we're going to actually create a community so that people can actually be part of it even after the event and continue these conversations. Like, walk me through that, what that process looks like. Exactly. It's definitely a long-term play. I mean, I think that it was inbound as a massive event, but something, you know, we read all of the comments, something we get in feedback is that it's, it's something it's, I get it. It's expensive. It's tough for a lot of people to get to Boston for a week. You know, that, that is a lot of things. And we had thought through like for a couple of years around what would online look like and gone back and forth. And like I said, this was sort of the push we needed to expand into that space really strategically. So in building this platform, the thought is that inbound, sort of like you said, a media brand is existing year round. It's a community you're coming back to. It's content that you can refer to. So, you know, we're developed, we have like our My Cheat Sheet segments, which those are direct, quick hits, less than 15 minutes of content. So let's say you're like, oh, I'm not really sure how to handle this workflows thing. You can search through to see if we have uh, an expert who's talking about that and you know, watch a video that really walks you through the process. We're talking like screen sharing. So you're seeing exactly what this person is doing on their own computer to set up that workflow, which is something that you don't get in person. And, you know, that's also something too. uh, feedback that we always get. And I always get in my area for inbound in person every year is there's so much amazing content. I can't go to everything and I'm really stressed, which I appreciate. Like I get that. And, you know, in person, we don't actually record a lot of our content. so. If you don't, if you're not in that room, you don't get to see it. The difference here yeah. now with inbound online, which I'm excited about, is you are going because everything, even if it's live, will be recorded and then go to our on demand. You don't have that same stress. You can go and live those two days of inbound and have a great time, and then you can do it again the next day. And it's something that you don't have to worry now about that fear of missing out. That I know has been some has been something that's stressed out of our, our attendees for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm recognizing like a lot of people who would say, hey, I, I missed that live session. Like this live session, a lot of people want to be part of it. 9 a.m. Eastern, some of the West Coast people are like, Sangram, can you please try to do this at noon and stuff? I'm like, hello, somebody's going to have lunch during noon as well. So like we can't do it for everybody. So, right. you know, let's let's find out. Let's figure out a different way. But I think there's something to to that exclusivity. And the more I've done it, I've realized that People would actually block on their calendars on Monday and Wednesday at 9 a.m. actually show up and make this a priority. And then you know that what you're doing is actually adding value to their day uh, in a way. Uh, And I actually would say, I love that you just made that point about how you have your West Coast friends who said, can't you do this, you know, at a time that's better for us. So that's another thing too. You know, we've been having this event in person in Boston. Obviously, we're on East Coast time. But another strategic decision uh, by our leadership team was we want this to be a truly global event. So um, everyone get prepared now. We are going to be running content over those two days from 6 a.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern every day. So those two days. So we are going to have content that is, you know, it's ideal, ideally for people around the world. So even if you're in Australia and you're tuning in, you're still going to be having some live content that you can participate at an hour, you know, that makes sense for you. And you're not up at 3am trying to enjoy that inbound live experience. Love it. All right. Here is, here's another uh, question. What about a session on mental health effects and learning in the post quarantine world? I'm I'm sure there are some conversations topic around that because you Mm -hmm. just can't avoid uh, that as a topic. There's lots happening in a variety of directions. People are rebranding, families are changing. 
strengthening in a good way. Um, and companies are changing, hopefully for the better. Definitely. Yes, we, we definitely have some sessions. Actually, a couple of our audio sessions address this. And what I should say on the audio front is that we have our podcast partnerships that we're doing, which you know, you're taking part in, where different established podcasts are creating special episodes for Inbound that will debut on September 22nd, the first day of Inbound, which is very exciting. But we also have this audio-first content that, like I said, is meant to be listened to. It's meant to be able to let you get up from your, your computer and your desk. And some of that is verges more into sort of what we're calling kind of reflection. So it's focused more on internal um, examination and sort of prompting you through the process of both centering yourself, but also focusing on a topic or expanding your mind. We also have um, audio content that, you know, it's sort of, you've got this and it's addressing the effects of COVID-19, but also just the world in general that we're all facing in 2020 with a lot of different inspiring stories of either, you know, how people are pivoting or how they're centering their time. And yes, we definitely within that have just people sharing stories of, you know, challenges with mental health and what they've found to be beneficial through this whole process. Love it. Um, I, and it's, yeah, the, I'll just share a little secret about it. And some of the folks here know is um, that the, the small marketers community that I started a month ago, and, and several of those are here. What's the proudest moment for me is in the first month of it, I saw people from like, you know, so Paul, who is here, he's, he's asking a question. He's in there. He's from Great South Africa. Paul. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, then we have Amber, who is uh, from, from London. Um, there you go. Amber is right there. I'm going to put her right, uh, her comment right up there. There are folks from India. There's folks from Australia. There are folks from different parts of North America, Canada. And what's interesting about those connections is that you just start seeing patterns of real connection, like people are hungry for great content, great relationships. And sometimes we may not recognize, but we think, oh, that's, a, that, that, that's something that people should just know. And then you realize that no, not, not really. That's not something that's a global thing yet. So mm-hmm. let's have this conversation. And there's so much mentoring and learning that happens. So I love the fact that you mentioned it's from six to 10. It is for global. And this might be the first time you're actually going to have a global audience yes. to attend and be part of it. And I, I was surprised, actually, you said that, then, you know, you're expecting, I think you're totally sandbagging it because <laughs> there's no way you can only have 27,000 people to this event. Like I, if I were to bet, I would say you probably have double the number of people attending this event because of the fact that you're doing so many different things. It is such an exclusive thing um, in many ways. And it has so many different, it's not an event. Like that's one of the reasons I wanted you on it. Like I'm, I'm part of a couple of these things that you're doing, right? Like you've got this. Um, and I'm like, I have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And I have to like, it's really yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, um, and I actually just saw, it was, I, I just saw a question come in that I'd love to address as well, where someone was asking around um, about having a tour guide or helping you, uh, connecting with someone to help you uh, figure out what you can get out of your inbound experience. We're actually yeah. going to be having inbound concierges this year. So that will be a possibility where you'll have someone you can consult with over on the entire uh, event and experience, and they can sort of advise you on what would make sense. Um, and it actually, and and something that I think is important too is you know, so Sangra, you're doing, you're hosting a meetup. So that's another thing too. We haven't talked about this as much. You're hosting a meetup for future CMOs. So that's a topic that you know, you I feel like you have been working on this now for a little while, but I'm excited you're debuting it at Inbound. Yeah. And sort of our different approach is that. 
you're hosting a meetup, which for anybody, if you're not as familiar, that those are our purely networking focused sessions. Those are going to be, um, you know, like we're doing right now. So video to video networking in small groups. People are coming together either around um, topics that they're really passionate about. So for example, you know, customer marketing is a topic that's really hot that we're going to be having a meetup around. Or it's going to be you know, groups of people. So for example, um, Black and Inbound will be hosting a meetup. And you know, they've always mm-hmm. done events in person, but now they're coming with us online. Um, but cool. specific, specifically, your meetup is for kind of future CMOs. So anybody who's in that stage in their career, who, as, as we talked about, they're looking to get insights and swap stories with other peers in marketing who are trying to figure out how to make that jump and those career decisions to get towards that eventual path of being, you know, marketing leadership. And your and I believe your Flip My Funnel podcast episode is going to complement that as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that I mean that to me again, it, you, the flexibility on these things was really good. Um, I have another question from Abby. Uh, who's asking, like, what is your approach to networking, which is, we kind of addressed that a part of it. So I just wanted to pose that question, because it does address that where you pick mm-hmm. a topic, it's a five to six minute welcome video that I did. And then people can choose and say, Oh, that's a good topic. Let me get into it. But it also talked about social and evening events and those things like, you know, the happy hour is a big deal for a lot of, you know, like, I you know. so, so how are you thinking about the social elements that typically you expect at an event? Definitely. So the meetup sessions that I just talked about will that will so you kind of have those would be, I guess, official places where people are able to come together, like I said, and meet other people who ideally either want to discuss this topic or uh, feel like they belong to this group and want to meet other people in that in that space. Um, separately, as attendees, anybody who has that powerhouse pass, which is the paid pass, you actually will be able to have, um, you know, set up connections and have like we're having right now, just a video based conversation with any other attendee. So there is that ability to sort of have that in one-to-one networking as well. Like you would, if you were walking around the event, uh, we are still having inbound rocks. Um, I'm not able to exactly say who is starring in it, but that's actually happening the first night, which is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we also have um, Hungary. I don't know if anybody's familiar with Hungary, but they were just featured in the New York Times. I actually just did an interview myself with their founder, COO, but they're this really cool, buzzy brand that started out in the catering tech space. And they've now pivoted to being one of the major purveyors of um, food and meals uh, for several different cities, kind of, yeah, vulnerable populations. So they went from being the the choice where they connected independent chefs cooking cooking meals for different tech companies catering orders to now they have independent chefs who are cooking meals for the elderly and children of New York and other cities. So Hungary is a great brand. Check them out if you haven't. Um, they are going to actually be running um, some cooking demos as well during inbound, so you can actually cook with cook cook with Hungary and inbound. And I think they're also doing a cocktail demo before Inbound Rocks. So there'll, there'll be sort of that same feel as well, where you can get that expert, um, that expert uh, sharing with you how to mix yourself up a drink. Because unfortunately, we won't be able to have drinks in person together. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going to wrap up with... There's so many comments. So Courtney, if you get a chance, I'll send you a link where you can comment and respond because there are just so many questions and comments that Great. we couldn't get to. And one of the things I wanted to share also very quickly was again, your team and you did such a fantastic job. You even shipped us yeah. like a lot of air um, yes. for the recording and things like that. So you really, as an organization, I felt like you really care. I mean, it, it comes across as a team 
And I think that's one thing I want people to, to take away. So I'm going to share three big takeaways. Um, and I'd love for you to share a challenge for everybody who's doing virtual events right now to think cool. and how to reimagine, how to rethink about some of the things, the way you went about it. All right. So my three big takeaways. Constraints are a gift. I felt like your whole idea, you use the word constraints a few times, but every time you did that, you actually flipped that around and almost sounded like, oh my God, now you have more things that you could do and, and make it part of it. You no longer have to be uh, restricted to that time. You no longer, you, you change the constraints into something more amazing and beautiful. And I want people to recognize that, that constraints breed creativity. So if you feel constrained, which I know a lot of people feel like now, it actually is one of the most amazing creative things that can happen to you. Um, so, so don't lose sight of it. I want people to really uh, look at that as, as an example of that was the segment approach that you talked about. Like you as an organization looked at that, hey, we are going to be segment producers. Now, when would you have that opportunity to be a segment producer, right? And, and think about, reimagine this. And there was nothing that was off limits. And, and I think you all really delivered. So I'm not going to have you share more on that because I think this is element of surprise I want people to still have. Um, and, and there's, again, a link there somewhere um, in it where you can take, buy the ticket for 49 bucks, which I think is the lowest that you guys have ever gone uh, for it. So thank you for, for that promo. Um, you also said something that I wanted to make sure that people don't lose sight of, which is that business events are for people. And the process that you've always gone through, that, that's, that, that, I would have never put those in words like that, but I think that really speaks to the, uh, the empathy that uh, Inbound as an organization has for the people who come and attend it. It is for people, and you didn't want to just make it all marketing, all sales, all this, all that. Like You really created inspiration. You created spotlight things. You created celebrity things. You created and the movements and the... And the whole thing with like, you know, food, like there's, there's, a, there, there's a need where we need to have this entire thing pulled together. And one thing that I've always recognized is that when you do that, people remember it. People talk about it. It actually becomes more valuable for them because you actually enriched them as a person. So I, I think that's a great way to put it. Business events are not just for business things, business events are for people. So think about people as a whole. And the last thing, this is, this is, this only an events person can say, which is figure out what you're going to suffer beforehand and just suffer through it. And I think that was really, really good because that was straight on, no crap, straight up. Like, look, something's going to go wrong. Something's going to suffer through. Just figure out when you're going to suffer on. So the expectations are set. And then you just walk through those uh, doors. Exactly. So many, so many good. I'll, I'll have, again, uh, we'll deconstruct that in the, in the group um, that I've been talking about. Uh, but let's uh, share a challenge with everybody who are thinking about virtual events, right? I, oh, there's so many. I think, the, I think I have two. I have two. The first one would be uh, challenging yourself to think about who you are speaking, who you have speaking and who is participating and who you are providing a platform to and really focusing in on making sure that you have an array of voices and ideas and people. And I just think that's really important because it's easy to fall into, you know, oh, we've, we've always worked with this person, but there's a lot of great people out there who have a lot of different backgrounds and experiences that deserve a chance to share their knowledge as well. So that would be my challenge to think about that. Uh, and the second one would be, think about all of the recent grads and think about the younger people. We didn't touch on this, but Inbound is a business event, but we're actually seeing a lot of 
uh, a lot of interest from people who are just graduating um, from college and 20, you know, 2020, it's obviously an odd year for them. So I would say maybe you've never sort of thought about that element before, but I would also think to the future and think about, is my event something that someone who's just starting out in their career could get out a lot out of? And how can I help help that new group that's coming up sort of learn and grow and, and get a foot in the door? Because I think there's a lot of a lot of fear on their sides too. That's such a good point. You just inspired me to think about it a little bit more because I think there are a lot of jobs losses and all those things are happening. And I'm really focused on that a lot. Like I'm that's one of the reasons we do the Monday one where people get to come pitch if they're looking for a job or if they're trying to sell a product, because I think people need a little bit of feedback, support, and know that they're not alone. Uh, but I never really thought about like, oh my God, people who are graduating this year or graduated last year or graduating next year, like there gotta be so much anxiety around it. Like, I don't know what I would have done at that point. So um, I love anybody if they have ideas of how it is to hit you up or hit me up. And if there's anything we could do, with our platforms, uh, I think we'll be encouraged to do that. So, so many crazy good points. Uh, like you can see so many comments floating in. This is just from one stream. Like this, this was on Twitter and Facebook and uh, YouTube. And we couldn't even get to those comments yet. So, uh, Courtney, you were on fire. Your team <laughs> is on fire. I feel like you, it's one of the best events. And I'm, I'm, I feel happy and privileged to be part of it. So thank you for taking the time. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. And I, I've just enjoyed I love this and I can't wait to hopefully, you know, see everyone at Inbound. And like I said, reach out over LinkedIn or anything. And the whole Inbound team is excited and ready to answer your questions and to see you in September. Sounds great. All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, We'll see you next Monday. We're going to figure out, is it time to build a website? That's happening next Monday uh, to do that. So thank you so much. See you all later. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.